You're listening to Cross Currents from KELW News. I'm Hanat Baba. Back at the beginning of the pandemic, the city of San Francisco rented over 2,000 hotel rooms for unhoused people. For many, it was the first time in years they had a bed and bathroom to themselves. Now the city's gradually closing these shelter-in-place hotels. It's too expensive to keep them all going. The plan is to eventually move everyone into permanent housing. And if it's successful, it could be one of the city's largest rehousing efforts to date. But critics say the plan is moving too quickly. KLW's health reporter Angela Johnston joins me now to tell us more. Hi, Angela. Hi, Hannah. So tell us more about this plan. Why is this happening now? Well, the city says it was always their plan to phase out the hotel program around this time. They say it costs more to house someone in a hotel room than an apartment or a supportive housing unit. Right now, San Francisco is paying $270 a night for these hotel rooms per room. Mm. So that's $8,000 a month, which is way more than a market rate one bedroom or studio in San Francisco. Even though we have high prices, it's still way more. So the entire operation is budgeted at around $178 million this year. Okay, but weren't they getting reimbursed by the government? Yeah, FEMA is going to cover about 75% of the cost, and they have strict eligibility requirements. The person had to be over 65 or have a pre-existing medical condition. It's actually part of the reason there aren't more hotel rooms sheltering people right now, like younger folks or families, despite a call for it at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, so how is that going to work? Moving thousands of people doesn't seem like an easy feat. Yeah, thousands of people in 29 different hotels. Abigail Stewart-Kahn is the head of the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing for the city, and I've watched her speak a few times about the plan. She keeps repeating this, permanent housing is the goal. Mm -hmm. Here she is speaking at last week's Board of Supervisors meeting. And our commitment to rehousing of everyone is stronger than any community that we are aware of in the country. This has not changed These were always intended to be temporary, and I will be very candid that it is both one of the biggest opportunities and the biggest challenges the city has ever faced in our homelessness space. She says they've already done a pilot where they said almost 75% of hotel guests wanted to be matched with housing, and so they're planning to do the rest in phases, learning and refining as they go, moving 500 people by the end of December. According to the city, some people have received keys to new housing already. Mm-hmm. And when do they hope to have everyone out of hotels? The goal is June of next year, moving a few hotels and a few hundred people at a time. Okay, and where exactly are they moving to? Does the city have empty housing units that are available right now? This is where the plan gets really controversial because the city doesn't have 2,300 empty places available right now. But they say they'll be able to get there. There are some vacant supportive housing units, ones that are available because of just regular turnover. And they also have money from the Tipping Point community, which is a social safety net nonprofit. And that will go towards a few hundred housing subsidies. Mm -hmm. A person could use a subsidy to rent an apartment for a year if the landlord will accept it. And because rents are dropping and people are moving out of the city, it's expected that maybe more landlords may be willing to accept this. Okay. And what about the rest, though? Well, in addition to what I already mentioned, 
This summer, Mayor London Breed announced a plan to provide more than 1,500 units of permanent supportive housing in the next two years. And the city does have funding to do this sort of thing. San Francisco voters passed Proposition C back in 2018, and those funds just became available. Plus, the city just passed Prop A, a bond that would help fund homelessness services. The city is also going to be purchasing some hotels through a state grant called Project Room Key. Okay, well, all that sounds pretty positive and promising, right? Sure, but critics say there has to be a guarantee that the city won't move someone out unless there's a place to go. Mm. And because the city can't point to concrete housing options for more than half of the current hotel residents at this very moment, there's calls to stop moving forward with it at all. So those are big criticisms. Why is that? What did they say? Well, the main concern is that people are going to end up back on the streets, that the city shouldn't be moving anyone until there are real actual places to go, not just plans to build them. They say that COVID-19 cases are rising quickly again here in San Francisco while temperatures are dropping. Yes, it may cost money to keep the program running, but it could cost lives if they get it wrong. Mm-hmm. I talked to Jennifer Friedenbach with the Coalition on Homelessness on the phone about this issue. From what I've been hearing from Department of Public Health uh, folks, the the people who are in these hotel units are in very, very poor health condition for the most part, likely be a death sentence sending them back to the streets. So there's some institutional opportunity here to force the city to make sure they have permanent solutions. The progressive wing of the San Francisco supervisors, that's Matt Haney, Dean Preston, Hillary Ronan, and Shimon Walton, they were pretty vocal about the city's failure to get everyone into hotel rooms at the beginning of the pandemic. And they're speaking up again now. Hillary Ronan brought up this point about equity. Like, what about the people who weren't eligible for hotels because they were younger adults or families? And, you know, what about the the racial makeup of people who got into hotel rooms and who didn't? Here she is. What happens to the people that are still on the streets and that are still, you know, losing their homes and ending up on the streets that are still in the RVs all over District 10? You know, I mean, there are, you know, the family living outside the Bernal Library in on Cortland Street. She's worried all of this focus and effort to rehouse thousands of people in eight months will take some resources away from the people who never got into hotels in the first place. And then there are other interesting concerns. Like what? Well, one is that the shelter providers and nonprofits that are helping the city operate the hotels employed a lot of people. And there's a worry that when they close, there will be hundreds of people who are out of work just in time for the holidays. Also, there's this worry that in the absence of resources like housing, the city will just give people a bus ticket out of town. Mm. So, Angela, what is the city's response to all these concerns? Well, they say they can't afford to wait. They have to begin this process now so they can learn from it. Homelessness and Supportive Housing Director Abigail Stewart-Kahn says she understands the fears that there aren't enough places to house everyone at the moment, but she says that's why they're doing it in phases. And while there may not be permanent solutions for everyone, she says there will be maybe medium-term ones, like short-term subsidies. And the city also says that with all the homeless funding that's becoming available, there should be other support positions available for the former hotel workers. All right. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Hannah. Angela Johnston is KLW's health reporter.